I thought that I was not good enough. And my biggest fear is that if you really, really knew me, you wouldn't love me. You wouldn't trust me. You wouldn't care for me. You would not want me to be in your life because I had lived this duplicity of I've got to be perfect on the outside, but on the inside, I was never measuring up. Alex said, you know, Chris, if you leave being an operator, you're going to take yourself with you and you're not going to take the best version with you. You're just going to take all those problems. And because I was convinced I just needed to go do something that was less stressful, less leadership where I could focus on home. I needed to focus on wife and kids. And he's like, that's not going to change anything. Welcome to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. As leaders, you have the ability to design and lead culture intentionally. Hear from culture leaders who are moving from a values list to values lived. Hey leaders, welcome back to the Build Your Culture Brand podcast. I have with me today, Chris Darley from Marietta, Georgia. He's at the Chick-fil-A owner-operator at Eastlake in Marietta there. And also just recently was awarded the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So congratulations, yeah. Chris. Welcome to the show. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Jay. I met Chris in a uh, conference room in Bangalore, India. There, there we go. That's how yeah. it all started. I Actually, Chris, I still use today in my workshops that whole disk profile explanation around the room thing that you did that day for that for the team, the clients we were serving in Bangalore. And man, it has just been really powerful. Thanks for, I learned from you about this profile, how to do that right there in the room. So thanks for, man, I was thinking back about that moment. That seems like a long time ago. And it was a long time ago, but that was, uh, that was, I mean, over a decade ago, which is really hard to believe. Very humbling and cool to see all has been weaved together. And then coming back together with the coaching and Chick-fil-A has really been cool. It's, it is fun. So it fun times there and kind of starting a relationship off there in India, but you've got, you've had some exciting things going on uh, here with your team in America. In fact, uh, we're going to kind of get into who you are, but you might have held the record for the most moved Chick-fil-A operator in the world. Is that is that still standing or have you been knocked off the throne? I have probably been knocked off the throne by now. But yeah, I team member in Georgia, operator in North Carolina, operator in California, two restaurants, uh, part of that chicken pioneering fund, and then on staff for a couple of years and then been at Chick-fil-A Eastlake since 2008. My wife informed me in 2009, we were done moving. And so That's I listened, you know, I was a... I finally clued into what the reality was. And we've been in the same place for the last 14, 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So locked it in. I guess I figured out there for a while. Yeah. I've grown up, I suppose, Jay. You have grown up. Okay. We'll, we'll put out a poll and see if others might think you've grown (laughs) up, but we'll check that out. Gotcha. I think I know that. (laughs) No, I'm just, Yeah. No, Chris, it's always a lot of fun uh, getting with you, talking with you about life, but also about leadership and teams. And our our team has had the privilege of, of working with your team for a little while and just have seen some amazing growth with your leaders and leading up to that Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, win for you last year. So yeah. I kind of diving in, though, getting to know you, I have a, a question I like to ask is what is your leadership superpower? And then 
On the flip side, what would be your kryptonite as a leader? Well, I ironically played this game recently of what would your real superpower be? And, you know, this idea of seeing through walls um, would be great and really fun. But I think my actual superpower is seeing long distances, super futuristic when it comes to disc. We'll talk more about this, but I'm inspiring and dominant through the roof. I think 30 years from now while I'm eating my cereal and uh, on strengths finders, strategic learner, futuristic. And so that's my, my superpower is seeing long distances. Maybe if I could get that to see through walls would be pretty, be pretty cool. Hey, yeah. Uh, but my kryptonite is definitely the details. Uh, you know, the thought of uh, doing something over and over again on a spreadsheet or in a cubicle, actually, I, I curl up in the fetal position and I, I start to convulse <laughs> a little bit. Um, that's definitely my, my kryptonite. So details. Love it. Yep. No, I can relate to that. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the eye part of disc. I'm, I'm a very high eye. I, I, on the D side, I'm, I guess I can't make a decision to save my life evidently because <laughs> it scores really low there, but then I have a little bit of S and C. So for those of you out there that don't know what disc is, it's a personality profile that really helps kind of a starting place of, okay, well, how do I operate in this world? How do I, how do I, uh, see reality around me? How do I face, um, you know, conflict and just a yeah. really good assessment. So you've been able to use DISC effectively on your team, right? Is that something, a kind of a big part of what y'all do? Yeah, I was very blessed. And we think about the relationships that we have about uh, 13 years ago, was able to meet an individual who was a customer of mine, who is a world-renowned speaker and travels the world teaching DISC. And so what happened started in a Chick-fil-A booth of him sharing some wisdom, turned into leveraging it with our team. And then about seven years ago, I got certified as a DISC coach to be able to teach it. So we leverage it on our team. Uh, then myself and some other operators have actually have been using it, teaching classes, doing leadership development, and we're using DISC uh, and, and all of those. And the reason why I love DISC, I, I love Strengths Finders. Myers-Briggs is great. Enneagram is that I love DISC because it's simple, right? And it you can start at the four, the four basic, and then you can go to the 41 profiles if you'd like to go deeper. But you can say from the beginning, oh, dominant, inspiring, supportive, cautious. Everyone resounds to one or two or three of those words. And then one probably is like, Ugh. and in that moment, you can go from knowing nothing about that person to starting to actually understanding a predictive pattern of behavior. And uh, it's not perfect, right? But it really gives you a head up about knowing yourself and knowing others. And that's really one of the keys to being a great leader, knowing yourself and knowing others. And, and that right there is the definition I use for emotional intelligence, knowing self, knowing mm -hmm. others. It, it really kind of unpacks the whole idea of EQ, if you've heard that term. And so, yeah, good. And it, and it's not an excuse maker. It's not like, well, I'm just uh, this way all the time. It's more like, how do I, how can I now uh, be there for that person that I'm talking to and be there for them in a way that relates to them? So knowing self, knowing others. Dr. Rome said this to me. He said, personality is never an excuse for poor performance. And I use that quote every time I teach desk is that personality is never an excuse for poor performance. You can't show up in a room and act like a jerk and say, well, I'm a D deal with it. Right. And you can't say I'm an S. So 
I, I can't do conflict. I'm not going to stand up for myself. That's terrible. And as an I, you say, I'm illogical. It's just what happens. And a C says, just deal with it. I'm cold. And, you know, I'm just going to talk about details and no relationship. And I love that, right? Because now we get rid of the excuses and we focus on the strengths that the God-given abilities that we've been given. We leverage those strengths. And as a team, we all get better when we leverage those strengths. Oh, yeah. Great. And so you've been able to use that, you know, really take it into your business and it sounds like your team's been able to use it too with each other. So it's a powerful tool. And you actually indicated your eye in there when you said, I like this because it is, it's simple. And so there, that was even part of your disc profile. One of the reasons why you love disc. So, well, one of the questions I have for you today, uh, diving into your story though, is what would be a failure that ended up, you see now it, it propelled you forward, a perceived failure at the time right. that ended up propelling you forward? Well, I, we all have journeys. And um, I, I think the biggest one I perceived failure was really that I had perceived in 2016 that I had failed as an operator and that I was really doing a disservice to my team to my wife and to my family. Uh, and I was, I was done. Right? As a matter of fact, I called my operator that I worked for and um, I was like, I'm, I'm done. And ironically in that moment, uh, my operator that I worked for, Brad Williams, who is an amazing operator said, Hey, there's a group of us getting together uh, that we'd love to talk about this. And I, I always have this book sitting on my soul keeping and uh, we, we started talking about and reading this book, which ended up being a healing journey, journey process for me over the next three years. But it was literally, I was done, right? I, I, I thought this was the end of my Chick-fil-A career, not because I wanted it to be, but because I thought it had to be. And uh, I had perceived that I, I was a failure. And uh, what I came to find out is that I really learned that I thought that I was not good enough. And my biggest fear, is that if you really, really knew me, you wouldn't love me, you wouldn't trust me, you wouldn't care for me, you would not want me to be in your life because I had lived this duplicity of I've got to be perfect on the outside, but on the inside, I was never measuring up. So I learned so much. And what I learned, uh, I'll thank Alex Rodriguez for this, another operator that was on this trip. And Alex, uh, I had the privilege of riding home from this retreat with him. And Alex said, you know, Chris, if you leave being an operator, you're going to take yourself with you and you're not going to take the best version with you. You're just going to take all those problems. And because I was convinced I just needed to go do something that was less stressful, less leadership where I could focus on home. I needed to focus on wife and kids. And it's like, that's not going to change anything. And I was like, I hate you, Alex, because you're right. <laughs> right. Because wow. I honestly was looking for an easy fix. And that was one of my, yeah. my biggest problems is that I was always looking for the easy fix. So it, that sparked a journey of growth and literally transform, transforming my soul, growing from the inside out. And I, mean, I, I, I could spend a lot of time to talk about what all happened, but that was definitely um, one of the key moments of my life, marriage, uh, parenting, spiritual uh, change reformation. So, um, yeah, that was a big moment. So Chris, thanks for sharing that story and the transparency in that. It sounds like a really challenging time. I 
I want to celebrate, first of all, that you you took the moment to go back and call that previous operator, that operator you'd worked for in high school. What an influence Brad Williams had had upon you. Just And just to know that you did have someone to call, I, I guess that was really helpful to know that you had someone to reach out to. And then the, the part where Alex really spoke in, into your moment, into your life. Um, it sounds like you've got several people around you that are able to speak into your life. Is that something you pursue? Well, Jim Collins years ago at Chick-fil-A seminar, uh, threw out the idea of, sorry, seminar that would be next for younger operators, not to confuse. Uh, but he threw out the idea of having a personal board of directors. And when I think about a personal board of directors, another person that would be on that would be David Daniels, who David actually hired me as a 16 year old. David worked for Brad. Now, David's, you know, three stores in Carrollton, Georgia. And they think about this legacy, but individuals that are on that personal board of directors that I know that I can call if it is just going, hey, can you listen for a minute? Or I'd love to talk to you about an idea. Can you tell me if I'm crazy or not? I think I'm crazy. Um, is this a wise move? Hey, what are your thoughts about this with people and development? What are you doing? Uh, and I'm very, very thankful of some individuals at the corporate office, uh, mentors, Dr. Room, who I mentioned still, uh, no matter where he is in the world, he'll take a text message or a phone call from me. And I'm just very wow. thankful. Those that have done it before and, and uh, made those mistakes that I can reach out to them and they can teach me before I make those same mistakes. And that that's incredible. And and I think when people get to that tough place in their life, sometimes they're they feel very isolated. But for you to have that moment to reach out and just say, hey, I, I need to surround myself with voices that that I trust. That's a sounds like that was a great choice for you. I was isolated by definition in 2016. I mean that's that's where I was on a soul level. And the growth now is I know there's people that I can talk to about anything. Uh, even though I've always been a very transparent person, I was not transparent to the right people. I was transparent. That was more of an emotional dump versus an, an emotional processing. A I need to understand what's really going on so I can be the best version that God created me to be. And that's now who I go to instead of it being dumped on wife. Uh, leaders at Chick-fil-A, kids, random quick trip gas station attendant who doesn't have honey buns or whatever. Uh, that's been a huge growth. That's that's awesome. So the book that you referenced, now you got into a group and y'all used a book. Uh, tell me, uh, Tell me the name of that book and the author and then also a little bit about maybe one moment with that group that really stands out. Hmm. Gosh, you can only pick one. That's going to be challenging. So Soul Keeping by John Ortberg and Todd Sandell, who is a coach. Uh, Todd Sandell led us through this uh, group. And um, gosh, the the biggest one really had to do with this understanding of the, the mind, the body, and the soul, that it has to be integrated together, that there must be alignment. And when there's not, and Andy Stanley says this, it's like, when you're going down the road and your car is not aligned and the wheels are wobbling and everything just feels like it's about to, ah, what's going on? And I realized, wow, my soul was not at rest. And um, I honestly could tell you, I, I never once thought I needed to rest. Um, my soul will rest in you. God, I'm like, what is, what is that? I mean, I get it, but I know I don't have to rest because I can go hundred miles an hour. 
And so that was, that was huge. But I think the biggest one was this. The biggest one is that I actually thought I didn't struggle with control. And oh my goodness, did I learn how much I struggle with control and um, how my wife struggles with control is totally different from me. And God just showed me, yeah, you, yeah, you, you do struggle massively. And it's just different, right? Just like with personalities, it's like speaking different languages. You know, there's different types of control and fear. And it opened my eyes to seeing truly what was what my struggle was. So it sounds like in those moments, you, you, you almost handed a, a set of keys that you could begin unlocking some questions you didn't even know you had, some frustrations and stressors that were in your life that you just thought you had to live with, but now you're able to unlock those. Absolutely. And it, it was a process. I, I think a long time is going to be three months. You know, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to endure this for three months. Woo! It's going to take forever. And God's <laughs> going, you know, my timeline's a little different, son. I love you and I care for you. And since I care for you, I'm not going to give you the fake version. I'm going to give you the real version. And I can legitimately say it's taken three decades on some things to grow in. But I can say that I've removed the tree, the weed that was growing earlier, chopped that down, and now planted a new seed. And it's producing new fruit because of a totally different mindset that's been grown and sowed. And now I'm going, okay, this is this is making sense of why it takes so much longer than what I thought it was going to take. What you're talking about here, I would put in kind of a category of self-leadership, like, you know, working on myself. Putting this kind of in, in, a, in a category of self-leadership, what you've just talked about is this idea of, of taking care of yourself. How have you been able to leverage that transformation into your team, into their development, into their growth? So going back to that transformation, I thought I was leaving Chick-fil-A and I was going to maybe do something else. Uh, and in that moment, what I realized what I wanted to do, I needed to do that with my team right? Is that there's no way that I could leave right now. I wouldn't be taking my own advice. My own advice would be, you know, run towards a goal, team leader. Hey, what are you going after? Not running from something. And I was clearly running from something. So I'm now able to leverage that a lot with my coaching of my leaders. We talk about what are your goals, but we talk about that in a fashion that is really aligned with what we learned, which is we want to grow our identity first, our identity being the central parts of who we are. That's why we exist and who we are. And so I've created what I call the six circle diagram. It's why do we exist? Who are we? Where are we going? How do we get there? Then what is the most important priority when right now? So we ask those questions in that order. Then we can create sustainable change, sustainable growth. Growth, it's going to be going, oh my gosh, I am balanced at home and at work, spiritually, financially, emotionally, uh, and it's not a pace that feels like it's too much or too little. A buddy from uh, Clemson always said this, you can be overwhelmed, you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? And that's the goal. We want to be whelmed, right? We want to be in this space that is sustainable. And I, I get to use that almost every single coaching session as we're committed to coaching our leaders. I'm committed to coaching my leaders monthly. I also have a development director, who then does that with other leaders, senior team leaders, team members. Um, so that was the first. And then the second thing is I went back and got a coaching certificate, actually became um, to be an executive coach, if you will, 
to be a better coach myself, to ask better questions. So I have learned to ask such better questions, to slow down and to stay curious. Um, we can go ahead and quote Ted Lasso here and stay curious. Uh, there you I, go. I'm so much better at just sitting and listening after asking a question, something along the lines. I'm really curious what's going on for you here. It, it sounds like, you know, um, hey, give me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about that. And, and it has helped so much to model that for the team as now that's creating real growth because real growth is not in me telling you to do something. It is sparking what already is there, right? The kindling is there and get a little spark so the flame erupts. So those, those would be two big things, I would say. So Chris, one of the, one of the things I'm hearing in your self-leadership is that you really had a, a mindset shift. You really worked on your mindset. How, what are some ways that you help your team work on their own mindset for decision-making, for self-leadership, for even leading your business? For sure. And I, um, I think there's nothing new under the leadership sun. So at some point in time, I've stolen all of this from Andy Stanley and Bob Goff and Simon Sinek. And, you know, like there's just so many. But here's what I do with every team member when I hire them. I go, congratulations. Welcome to the team. But I do have some news for you. And I'd like to draw you a picture. So, um, of, of course, I have a good whiteboard right here. And so if you're just listening to this, then you just have to picture this in your mind, okay? So the concept is this, is what is the opposite of the word hard? Easy, right? So the opposite of easy is hard. Does everybody agree? Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you, Jay, for playing along. Awesome. Yes, I agree. Excellent. The opposite of hard is easy. That's good. All right, so what is the opposite of simple, right? The opposite of simple is complicated, right? Opposite of simple is complicated. And here's what's happened in the world is the world has made easy and simple the same, and they're not. They're close. And the same thing with hard and complicated. These are actually different words. So, Jay, I am going to ask you this question, and uh, let's see how you do. In your life, Jay, do you want your life, need your life? Do you want and need your life to be simple or complicated? Okay, I'm going to play along. So, I, I obviously want my life to be simple. Absolutely, right? No one really wants to keep up with the Kardashians, right? It might be fun to watch a train wreck. Definitely don't want my life to be a train wreck. I don't, I don't want to be in the train wreck. I don't want cancer, COVID, traffic, divorce. No one signs up for those things, but the reality is life happens. I mean, my parents are divorced and I'm five. I love both of my parents. That was a complication. I need simple answers, right? I need simple answers. Okay. All right. How about this? Do you want your life to be easy or hard, Jay? Well, I mean, the first answer is easy. It seems like that would be the way to go. But no, you don't. Right? Jay, are you married? I am. 30 oh. years. <laughs> oh, baby. That ain't easy. Oh, How many check marks are you putting there? <laughs> I'm going to put 30 of them up here because I think that's appropriate because <laughs> your wife is amazing. She's put up with you for 30 years. You, you got she kids, has. Jay. I have two. You've got two kids. That ain't easy. Do you live indoors? We do. We do. And we have running water. Running water. I mean, literally, you've been in India. I mean, you've seen scenarios that literally, right, anything that's worthwhile is hard. And this is the aha that we want to teach to young people, young students, young leaders, anyone who is trying to establish a mindset of how to operate through life. 
it is the life you want is simple but hard. And easy is a cuss word. We actually call that a four-letter word in our restaurant. If someone ever says the word easy, I stop, I turn, I go find them, and I want to console them because I want to listen because I know they need some listening in that moment. Wait, wait, wait. What's going on? What's what? That wasn't easy. Interesting, Tommy. What was the reason for wanting it to be easy? And then they look and they go, oh, I said the wrong word. No, you didn't say the wrong word. It sounds like you have the wrong mindset because you're looking for it to be easy, right? Because here's the other reality. Easy always leads to complicated, right? Now, I didn't make this up. Jay, if I made this up, you and I wouldn't be talking right now. I would own my own Caribbean island, right? I would have sold a billion copies of a book because this is a principle that's been just eons and eons. you look back through scripture, you look through wisdom, you look through anything and it is, wait, 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 easy leads to complicated. Exactly. Someone who doesn't make plans, it's easy to not make a plan. You build a bad building, life just got complicated, right? I want to make complicated, which makes life hard. And then we start to blame it on hard instead of blaming it on the complication of seeking an easy life. I think the simplest one to use for um, current day is someone says, I want to make easy money, quote unquote. So I want to buy one okay. lottery ticket, then five, then 10, then 20, then 50. Now I can't pay my bills. Life just got really complicated. And so I think this is one of the most powerful principles that we need to learn as leaders to teach young people is that we did not just learn hard work. We were taught hard, hard work. We were shown hard work, but we were actually shown. And showing is the simple part. It's simple, but it's hard because it's like, oh my gosh, can't they just figure this out? Can't they just do this on their own? And the answer is no. And we've got to make a choice as leaders of wh what type of leader we're going to be. Are we going to be one who abdicates or one who actually is going to teach and sow into the next generation of leaders? That's incredible. So you're, and you're on the front lines, Chris. I mean, thinking about the, the, and, and you, you employ all different ages of people, I'm sure, but you're thinking about those people that are coming in, maybe this is their first job. And to think that, well, I'm, you know, a lot of them, I'm sure just coming to get a paycheck, you know, and they, they don't understand what you're talking about right there, but they quickly, especially in the speed of a, a Chick-fil-A, especially in the speed of one at the, that's moving at the rate of yours, they are going to have to learn really quick. Either I'm going to do hard things and be have a mindset for that, or or I just probably need to move on out of the business. It's it's a quick decision. Yeah, I, I, there's two two things there that I'd say. One is that if you want easy, they're hiring, and just point down the street. They're <laughs> hiring, right? You'll be the best thing that's ever walked in their door. They're like, oh my gosh, you get hired in a heartbeat. And then the second thing is that this actually really applies to parents. Because a lot of parents actually take away the mechanism of the simple hard work for their kids is they'll say something along the lines of, well, my kid goes to school. That's their work. And I'm like, well, how did you get to where you were? Well, I had to work when I was growing up and I had to figure out how to balance these things. And that way, when I got in the real world, I knew how to to be able to do school and work and pay bills and take care of a house and then, you know, girlfriend, fiance you know, why for in my area. And it's like, so you're taking that away. You're taking away the very mechanism. You know, it's so ironic, Jay, is that so many parents, the next week that kid is applying at Chick-fil-A because they realize oh, wow. 
Our goal is not to work you 40 hours a week as a kid in high school. It's to work you 12 hours a week to figure out of currently of the eight to 15 hours you're using in wasted time that now is being leveraged to learn this principle of simple hard work. And um, I can tell you so many stories where I was like, hey, mom, dad, can I push back just for a little bit um, and tell that story? And that's the end result. Yep. Thank you. Those are and we at our house, we'll say a, we have a phrase that we say at our house. Um, we can do hard things. Our family, we we know how to do hard things. And so just that mindset of it's OK to go do the hard thing and really work for it. And how much more satisfaction do you have, though, at, at the end of it of, OK, I, I did the hard thing I won. Is there's a sense of winning involved in that? And what I learned, and so by, by the way, props to Carol Dweck. We didn't mention her as mindset. I mean, that's if if a leader hasn't read mindset, you just stop what you're doing, download her on Audible. You know, Carol send the send the royalty checks. But uh, so, what about the concept of doing hard work? Right? Is it it does pay off only if though if your soul is aligned? Because if not that hard work turns into why well, I have to do this to measure up. And so that's why we got to put all of this together. You know, when we were talking about oh, in the beginning yeah. is that I've worked hard all of my life, but I was not doing it for healthy reasons. And so we need to teach the next generation, simple hard work. It's hard, right. To be emotionally intelligent. It is hard to be connected with your soul, your mind, body. Tree. It's hard. Right. But it is absolutely worth it. And then you do get that win that you're referencing. You get the, oh, my gosh, I'm able to show up at work and have a great time. I have great relationships. I'm growing. I'm, I'm thriving. I'm optimal. It uh, really is the word. I love how you just feathered that all back together. Full circle. Thanks for for bringing us back to that mindset. Yes. If we just do it hard work, then it can be a, a hollow victory. But hard work for the right reasons attached to the right goals and with the right mindset gets us to the right place. Yep. Good deal. Well, Chris, thanks for the time. Thanks for being a friend and thanks for teaching me this profile so long ago. <laughs> I get to use it all over the world really. And um, thanks for being such a, a leader and taking those, that moment in time really learning in 2016 about, you know, what, what needed to change going, doing the hard work and getting the other side of it so that you, now you have this story and you can have an impact on so many lives around you. So for sure. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very humbled. And who, you never know who you're going to meet. Like you said, in Bangalore, India, or going, if you're just going to a neighborhood uh, chamber of commerce, or you're going on some, some trip, relationships like this are priceless. So thank you for your friendship and your leadership. I really appreciate you, Jay. Thank you for listening to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Visit our website at buildyourculturebrand.com for our free culture brand assessment. See you next time. We would like to note that Leaders Q serves individual owner operators and their teams and is not affiliated, endorsed by, or in any way officially connected with Chick-fil-A Incorporated. 